You decided to fail to be a Christian because as a Christian, even if you are the strong one, the Bible says you're supposed to cover the weak one. But too many of us of the faith, and y'all know this, my friends over there in the corner, I said this Sunday after Sunday, if we're not going to be selfless and be real and say be selfish, and that even though Jesus told us we're supposed to do it, we just don't want to do it. Amen. 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 But Taylor, I don't want to be that honest. Don't know why they want to be as honest as Star Mom and call me and say, Whoo, baby, I got to prepare fast for this coffee path. I need you to, what you got, if you got something to substitute, because you talking about eight hours, and I just, and it's wrong. And it's wrong, y'all. I got even righteous relationships tainted. What do you mean, brother? I got husband versus wife in this place. I got wife versus husband, where the wife or the husband takes the seat that belongs only to God. And then they have the audacity to put either their husband or their wife. So I said, all y'all unmarried folks, y'all good, because now I'm about to get on married people for a minute. Instead of them realizing the seat they sit in only belongs to God, they put them in positions week after week to make a decision between them and what God has purposed and called them to do. And that's wrong when you get through with your issue. But let me take it a little deeper. You see how quiet it is, right? We ain't got a whole lot of married folks. It's even deeper because I got children who have parents of the faith, and the children want to sit in a seat that belongs to God and wants the child back for the they want the child wants the parent to accept their mess. And in the process, you're making me choose you over my God who calls me to righteousness. And no matter what Dion seat, the problem is there's only one seat that deserves your true authentic worship. And that's God. But too many of us of the faith think that we can have two seats in our lives. And what you fail to realize is that in operating in two seats, you can lose your focus on the seat that's the most important. Let me talk about perversion for a minute. When you lust after something, it can mess around and creep next to a seat that should only have God in it. You become so locked in on that seat because again, perversion, Teresa, is based on what you physically see. It looks so good to you. So pretty. Action. Amen. An action that requires a plan 
that starts with a decision. Go back to the pit. The Bible says, Sheree, that he was sitting in the pit and he came to his senses. Meaning that though he was in something that was not of God, he realized in the seat that where he was doing or where he was at wasn't where he was supposed to be. Some of y'all even in righteous relationships, God wanted me to tell you, you are still being unrighteous because while you may be under marriage, may be having children as according to the word, you are in disobedience. Watch this. Because you're sitting in a seat in a room that only deserves and requires me. Amen. Now, church folk, with children, married, unmarried, you are allowing a child to sit in the throne above God. And while you want to illustrate to a public that you love God yes. and the rugged cross that he represents. Your sick mind says, but I love them. And God, you gave me them. And so God, I've got to love them because God, you gave them to me. And so I've got to do this thing in love because God, you are love. But God says to you and me, if you love me, keep my commandments. Let's not even get into stealing and lusting. Let's just deal with number one. No God goes before me. Our culture has created idolatry type images in your personal life that keep you from seeing God as the head. You are like the Israelites when you have a temple. And guess what God is there? There is something that sits above him. The whole point of last Sunday, for everybody who heard it, and then those of you who trickled in today, God's question is, who is sitting above me in your life? Whether it is perversion, pornophilia, pornography, homosexuality, adultery, fornication, that thing is sitting higher than God and that is God's issue with you. Amen. When you know that God said there is something you're supposed to do and you choose not to do it instead, you're saying to God that while I know you exist, you is irrelevant. You're replaceable. I can remove you. I really don't need you. And watch this, you going back to the story last week. That's what the son did, Lena, when he said to the daddy, give me my hookup. Give me my one-third. And what he was saying was, give me what I want because I really need you to die, which is to say I need you out my life. And most of us in here, when we choose to put something before God, what you are saying to God in your prayer life is, I really need you to get out of here because what I really want is this. And what I know the process says that I'm supposed to ask you for it, what I don't know about you is that there's a time when I should get it. Yeah. 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 The Bible says he sat in the pit. He got in the pit because he asked his father for something that was not rightfully his. 
of his beauty. Bible says when he came to his senses until he got up. Which means, because watch this, follow this illustration. I'm sitting here. I ain't supposed to be here. I'm sitting here. I know I'm supposed to be praying. I'm sitting here. I know I'm supposed to be reading. Let me do something that looks like God. Thank you, Jessica, for real. Let me put on some good worship music. Yeah. Girl, this, girl, 
Girl, the chair way down there. Girl, how we get here? Well, girl, you know we got here when I was eight. Somebody did something. Girl, girl, guess what? When I was twelve. Teach that. Come on now. We got chairs. They ain't got a match, Justin. You may have one issue. I got another issue. But we got issues. He was sitting alone though in his pit. With his own mess. And what says God did not create you to deal with your own mess. I have never seen a surgeon lay themselves on a surgery table and try to perform heart surgery. God, if your issue, what is the reason? It's the heart. God, thank you. If the heart is your problem, then that means you gotta lay there in a bed and let somebody qualify. Not that they perfect, because what history? I know doctors who drink. I know doctors who smoke cocaine. But that don't change the fact that they qualify to work on me. When they deal with me, while this ring, you do like Miss Audrey. And you call on the saints to play with you because just by chance, this that day he want to snort his stuff. I didn't stop and pray. And God didn't cut the surgeon in me. The word for y'all today. God is saying it, Jazz, and I've been saying it for a minute. God needs you in community. Yeah, yeah. That's the whole point of the comment. Yeah. Now, let me give you this prophetic threat from the Lord. It ain't me, Mama Ben. It's the Lord. <laughs> for all of you that don't like what I say today, watch this. This is the word, the uh, ready. God is not going to move you to nothing. <laughs> so when you get in your feelings, about what I said today, Simone. They can't get mad at what I said. Because if God told them to leave here, it's going to be another assignment waiting on God ain't going to tell you to stay at home by yourself. God ain't going to tell you to work on other people and you still got to be worked on. God ain't going to connect you to secular opportunity and not make sure that you're spiritually equipped. God just don't work like that. God is going to tell you to bring your butt home. Why? Because at home, I got somebody that's going to put a robe on you. At home, I got somebody that's going to put a ring on you. At home, I got somebody that's going to put some shoes on you. But if you sit your butt in a room by yourself, then how you going to know it's a coat waiting for you? He walked from where he sat. Here go the part Curtis for the deep church folk that don't like mission work and evangelism. He got up, Lena, according to the story. And according to the story, he comes home. And according to the story, his daddy celebrates him coming back. According to the story, though, his brother had an issue. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The ones that stayed. Yeah. This is y'all deep religious folk. They like to stay around. My first problem with the story, Dion. He saved Curtis, but yet he knew the mess that his brother was in and did yeah. nothing about it. Yeah. What kind of friend are you? I said it last week. Remember, homie, I said it last week. If you love him, get up on the front room and pray for him. If you love him, get beside him and let him know you're here. Because the gospel says that's what you're supposed to do. If your friend struggles with any kind of sexual issues, 
You need to walk with them, talk with them, pray with them, intercede for them, even when they don't want to intercede for themselves. If it's your destiny, your niece, your cousin, your cousin, pray with them, talk to them, watch this, don't ever compromise for them. my friend if you let me kill myself. You my friend and you know that if I die tomorrow because of my decision, what you say to read? Because Jesus is going to look at him and say, you saved for me. You prayed at the front of the altar for me, but I don't even know your name. Why? Because my love wasn't good enough for you. My grace was not truly sufficient because if it was, when you don't like relationships with people, my grace can still move you into it. If I was, my grace would be good enough that when your wife make you mad, you still sit down in the bathroom at 9.30 a.m. and talk to them about the issue that you and her. Because everybody in here is full of issues. But they got a testimony okay, of how I know I ain't crazy. A girl back there, Jackie, got some stuff going on in her life. But because she in community, yeah. my leader saw something happen that she didn't think was in them. Because watch this, all of them new to the gang. They ain't like my established churchy folk that don't want to come and work for real and do nothing. These girls, Flatfoot, just got hit yesterday. But watch this, one of them that came five minutes before they, or came five minutes after they came, had enough in them to say, I got a problem. And what they did was they took a, a piece or something that society can use to corrupt people. They used it and made it righteous. They got on a conference call and they prayed with the girl. And so for the girl who was once a year and once an hour, all they did was they got to push that thing a little bit harder. Because now I know somebody took me. Now I know somebody covered me. Why? Because they're resistant. Love will call and draw you out of something. 
Love will cause you to grab or get attention to something that's wrong with you when love is real with you. See, when I met her, I was so up, but I loved her enough that I said I can't stay toe up. Because he thought he was so far down. 
daddy don't look for me. Why my daddy don't care for me? But he missed something, James, in the story. This is from my friend Bridget. Bridget, this is where he missed stuff at. If your daddy was willing to embarrass himself when he gave you a third, wouldn't make you think he won't embarrass himself to get you back. His daddy was embarrassed on the front of you, Dion. I hope you don't get this. He was embarrassed on the front end, Lena, when he gave a third of his own to a son that didn't deserve it. But the ultimate embarrassment was the fact that the daddy left his porch, pulled up his gag, and showed his legs to a group of people, an audience, that had already talked bad about him, already called, called him stupid, told him he made no sense what he did, but because he loved the boy. Uh -huh. What am I saying? Somebody in here, God said, I need you to love me enough to embarrass yourself. I need you to love me enough that even when folks talk about you, you know my love is so good to you that you will go through hell and high water to get to what I got for you. That's the problem with many of us. We don't want to go through no hell. That's why right now in this home and say, I celebrate, Jordan. I ain't got to say much. But you took a step, Jordan. I want you to know God sorry for that. And as you declare that God can't trust you, as you declare that God will fix you, I don't know about you, but if you want me, God can touch somebody. When you're walking around today, just notice you things that are different. Just notice how Taylor came by himself one time, brought a husband another time. Taylor came with a friend one time. Then Taylor's friend came with a husband another time. Take attention to the side that's in your room. I ain't got to call you to the front and speak nothing over your life because it's in the Bible. I ain't got to impress you with prophetic moments and music that have caused you to lose your mind because it's in the scripture. If you want to know what God said to you today on this Sunday, he said, get up out your mess. Because if you want it for real, for real, take the form off of it and get it be real. Let me say that again to read because I think some of them missed the real history. Take the fall off of it and just be for real. Oh no, be real. Take the fall off of it and be real. Take the fall off of it. Take the fall off of it. Be real with it. You fight so hard to be real with everybody else, you gotta prove yourself in the street. So you're gonna be real with the friends and the woman and Be real with God. Be real with the one who saved you. Yeah, it's gonna be a hard thing to get from which you've made to what he called you to. Walking, you realize in the, in the long term that it was all worth it. Everybody on your feet.